supposed to be a body. But, you know, if, if we have some, some people that are not operating in their gifts, it's a weak, it's kind of a, a I, I don't want to say the person's a weak link, but, you know, there's a, there's a link between the body that's not working correctly. Right? And like I said, not the person itself, but because we're all supposed to be connected, that connection isn't there where the connection needs to be. So we all need to, to have these gifts. We know, need to know what they are. And we need to be able to use those gifts in conjunction with everyone else. Now, um, you know, in some way, too, we need to remember that, um, that we all need to be using and uh, put that in there. We all need to be using all of these in some form or fashion, right? So maybe you're really, really high. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe if you were to rank them for yourself, you're like one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. But that doesn't mean you don't have any mercy, right? It, it doesn't mean you doesn't mean you uh, you get mercy free off. You know, off off. Of mer- no, no, no. You should still be displaying mercy. Does it mean you, if you're, let's say, number six is teaching, does it mean you never teach anybody anything? No. Now, it just means that as we are looking at these gifts, you're going to be, there's one or two that you will be more more strong in that will really be your, um, like I said, your motivation. A lot of times the lenses by which you see everything. I, I wrote I wrote something up. Um, you know, Jesus, as you would expect, used all of these gifts. Um, uh, Jesus prophesied. Remember the Olivet Discourse, Matthew twenty-four, Luke Luke twenty-one, Mark thirteen. Um, he did. He prophesied that this temple would be destroyed. Um, or you know, um, he mentioned his body too in John that destroy this temple in three days. I'll re- rebuild it. Jesus taught. You know, the Sermon on the Mount, the Sermon on the Plain, uh, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, uh, teaching. He served in the upper room. He, 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 uh, remember, he, he got the towel and he got down and washed all the disciples' feet. <clears throat> um, uh, he gave. And boy, did he give. You know, we just celebrated. He gave his life. Uh, he, he showed mercy. Um, you know, he fed the five thousand. He said, he, "He looked. He said, boy, they're they're like a people without a shepherd.' Um, he also, uh, if you remember, the widow's son. You know that he, that the widow had only one son, and and um, they were coming through in a funeral procession. And Jesus, you know, he he had he he felt for her and said, "Okay, you know what? She needs her. He, she needs her boy back." And he stopped the funeral procession, and raised raised her son from the dead. Um. He administered. He uh, administrated. He he sent out the seventy and the twelve and gave them instructions. Said, "This is what you need to do." He picked the he picked both of them. You know, he picked the twelve. He picked the seventy. Of course, um, you know, we, before he picked the twelve, he spent all night in prayer. So, uh, which is what we need to do as well. Um, he encouraged. Uh, you know, it's a, it's amazing. You know, when Jesus went to Lazarus' tomb, he knew what he was going to do, and yet. Um, uh, and yet he wept. 
there they with everybody else you know he he was he was one who was uh, sensitive to people um boy did i get them all i think i got them all um but you know one thing that we need to also remember with jesus is um so much of what he did and all these gifts he did it outside of the synagogue right he was he was out of, with the people he was out if you will doing his job he was walking around he he, he just he, people followed him or he like i said he came along a funeral procession and just said you know let's, we got to do something about this and so it's good for us to use these gifts in here and that that's a good you know i'm not against that please we, we need to do that but let's also think about okay how are these gifts that we all have supposed to be used outside these four walls okay so uh, today we're going to look at um giving uh leadership or administration and mercy right uh giving administration or leadership and mercy um let me uh say this as well so one thing that i I, i've mentioned before and that um, i will mention again because i want us to make sure and and get this is these these i believe are are gifts that uh, you know everybody has within them all right whether you're a christian or not not a christian i believe these gifts is, is they're like talents that god's given and a lot of times it's the way you end up seeing things now as a christian there's there's two things that we need to realize number one we need to um these need to be redeemed and filled by the holy spirit so it's not just you out there teaching it's not just you recognizing prophetic stuff it's not just you um giving uh, doing giving or mercy or whatever those gifts need to be number one filled by the holy spirit now what we're going to see is how these get filled with the holy spirit is a lot with these manifestations we're going to get into the manifestation gifts um here pretty soon and those manifestations are going to enable these gifts now i believe when any of these gift sets can have any of these manifestations you you could be you know prophecy now of course you're going to um, one of the manifestations is prophecy so that's going to be one of the major ones the, the prophecy usually they that's it's prophecy a lot of times word of wisdom word of knowledge but they can have faith they can discern spirits they can uh you know do healings and miracles and same with any of these other gifts Te- you know teaching you, you you should be able to hear from the lord as you're teaching you should have word of wisdom and word of knowledge as you're teaching right so all of these can and should be empowered by the manifestation gifts by the holy spirit now more than likely what will happen is um there'll be you know several of the manifestations that are n- more normal to those different gifts okay but it doesn't have to be that way i believe that um any of us can have any of the manifestations all right because this is what the holy spirit looks like when he manifests himself he looks like those so we need to be ready and willing for those manifestations to pop up 
and then number two, with all of these motivational gifts, and I've, I've said it before, I want to say it again, um, you, you have to lay those down at the feet of Jesus. So you need to be submitted to the Lord and submitted to proper authority in your life, both of those things. Because any of these gifts, um, if they're not properly submitted, okay, in other words, it's, it's not your gift, it's not, it's not, you know, hey, look at me. It is, you know, this is something the Lord has given to me, and I'm going to use it just for his purposes. I'm going to lay it down before him. I'm not going to get in the way, because when the flesh and everything else gets in the way, it can use the gifts for their own pur- its own purpose. So, right, so you're putting to, to death the deeds of the flesh, and you're saying, okay, Lord, you've given this to me. I want you to empower it by the Holy Spirit, and I want you to use it for your purpose. I'm going to lay, I'm going to lay myself, my own will, down so that you can use this for the ultimate purpose that you have. Everybody good with that? By the way, if you have a question, like I said, I've said before, please ask. All right, I really want to, if you, you know, comments, questions, please um, just stop me because uh, I really want to, I want, no one wants you to get it. I want us to use it. And uh, if I'm not clear, I'd rather you say, hey, you're not clear about that, and let's get it clear, rather than go off and it be foggy. Um, <laughs> my, one of my preaching profs used to say, you know, a, a mist in the pulpit is a fog in the pew. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't want it to be foggy. So if, if, I, if, I, if I've kind of missed it, <laughs> you know, let me know. Um, so... Uh, Giving is what we're going to start out with. Giving, um, you know, a giving is a giving of someone's time, talent, and treasure. Time, talent, and treasure. You know, a lot of times we think about giving as somebody who has a lot of money, who is giving that to uh, an organization, and that definitely can be. Okay, I don't want to rule that out. Okay, because that ends up being what happens to a large extent, you know. Um, I, I see a lot of times God will use somebody as a funnel, okay? He, he'll say, okay, I'm just going to pour resources into this uh, person or into this family or whatever, and I'm going to use that as a funnel to get those resources into um, other places in my kingdom. But, you know, it doesn't have to be somebody with, with lots of, of means. People can give of their time, because ultimately, that's what our money represents. It, it represents our time, doesn't it? Mo- more than anything, our time and our talent. So someone can be very, very giving, and they'll, you know, giving and mercy a lot of times work together. And I'll give an example of that when we get down to the mercy. But they're giving, a lot of times, those mercy folks, they'll give of their life. You know, they'll give their, their time, they'll give all their money, they'll get, it, it's motivated by mercy, but they end up giving and giving and giving and giving and, and giving, okay? So um, giving is giving of someone's time, talent, and treasure, and that the person who are um, motivated by, by the gift of giving, um, that's, that's, what, that's what they see, is, is how can I enable here? How can I give here? How can I um, sit with this person? You know, what, what is it that I have, resources that I have that I can help in this? And I've, I've seen this, um, I, I wish I could remember, I, I, 
people, I've heard this story, and I don't know who it was, but this one um, person was, he had this gift of giving, and God literally funneled all this stuff through him. He just was, he was just a, basically a resource center for God. And um, I remember him, him telling this story, and he said the Lord uh, um, kind of asked him a question. If, if I remember the story correctly, he said, um, you know, um, do you think I can do it with a plane? Because he had, he had, like, had people give him cars, and he would immediately find a, a ministry. Hey, do you need a car? Yep, here you go. And money, uh, dump money. Uh, who needs it? Okay, you, you, need, it, you need it. Good. Uh, how about this? Oh, house? Okay, you, you need a house? I got one for you. Um, and God said, you think I can do it with a plane? He said, why not? And like the next day, somebody calls him up on the phone. Hey, I've got this plane that I want to get rid of. Do you have somebody I, that, that needs it? He said, well, I'm sure I will. <laughs> and like within like you know a few hours or a day or two, he had somebody, hey, I, I, this ministry, they need, a, they need a plane. All right, I got you a plane. And you know, but God used this person as, as kind of a, a clearinghouse because um, God trusted him with all these resources. He, God knew that he wouldn't just hang on to them and say, oh, somebody gave me a plane. Boy, I need, my, I need my license now. You know, let's go. God knew that he could trust this person, that he could give these things through him, and that he, would, he wouldn't hold on to him. He wouldn't hold them tight. He would say, okay, who needs it? Oh, who needs this? Okay, who needs that? And I, I've seen this with, with other people, too, that God would full, will literally funnel hundreds of thousands of dollars through people, but a lot of it is, is trusting God trusting that person to know that if he gives it to them, that they will in turn be listening and looking and say, okay, Lord, where do you need this? And that they will, they will go ahead and funnel those resources, money or things or, or time or, or whatever it might be, and funnel those to the right place. Okay, And, and people who are givers, that's, that's a lot what, how they how they see is how can I give into this situation? Like I said, sometimes it's resources or things, but a lot of times it, it can be your, 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 your time or your talent, okay? Some people, um, you know, they've, they've got time to, to spare just to sit with somebody. They've got, or they've got a talent that, boy, they, they love to just teach people. Hey, you want to learn how to do this? Yeah. Here, I'll show you. That's what I like to do. I'll just, I'll just sit with you, and I'll show you how to do this. And they'll, they'll be able to sit with person after person after person. And not only, I'll tell you what, what, they, what ends up happening, is not only do they sit with them and help them, but they also share with them where the talent comes from. Um, my, my friend, um, Greg, I mentioned to you before, he, he, he's a great fisherman. He does. Uh, he has several things, hobbies that he's really good with. But um, he he can fish, and I fished the same bait right next to him, throwing my cork out, you know, right next to his, and he'll catch twice as many. I promise you. He's got there's an anointing on him. <laughs> but um, he would he would go out to the lake, and he uh, you could you could set up depending on the lake up to seven poles, and he'd have these big, this big array of poles out there, right? And people would just flock over there. He's like, what are you doing? Because, you know, you had like all this whole array of poles way out, 
in the water, and uh, he's, but he, his goal was to catch people. He said, I catch more people than fish. He said, I'm fine with that. Because people will come out and start talking. So he starts telling about the fishing and the poles and ends up talking to him about Jesus. I catch people. But you see, that's his, his talent that he's sharing with somebody and using it for to further the kingdom. Now, givers, um, a lot, there's, there's, some, there's some of uh, the negative sides. Let me, let me get, touch on a few of those with giving. Um, as in a lot of these, uh, they can get used really easily, so you have to be careful with that. Um, you Because know, somebody who, you know, when, you, when you know you've got a giver, um, you know, it's very easy for people to, to flock to them and say, hey, can you give here? Hey, can you give here? Hey, can you? And some of that, okay, but they, they need to be also to be able to say, you know what, God hasn't told me to give in this direction, so I'm just going to, you know, bless you. If God tells me to give, I'm there, but let me just hold off until the Lord says. Um, Givers also uh, need to, and we all need to realize this, this is not just for that gift, but when we give, we're giving to the Lord, right? Remember, Jesus says, um, when, when you give, uh, don't parade it around so everybody can see, but give in secret because your Father in heaven knows and you'll receive your reward. If, you, on, however, you parade it around and everybody sees it, oh boy, you are such an awesome giver, you've received your reward already. Right? A lot of times, um, givers, uh, if they're operating in, in the negative side of that, um, they, they want to be known. Okay? And we need, to, we need to not have that because, you know, that is your reward, is getting known instead of the reward that, that the Lord can give. And we need to be seeking that reward uh, rather than the reward of everybody saying, boy, that was awesome for you to give that million dollars to Abundant Life Community Church. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah, you know, if you're, if you're seeking that reward, you receive your reward from the people rather than, rather than God. You know, another um, kind of similar side to that, a lot of times um, people, when they, when they give, if they're not giving to the Lord, they're giving to the organization. A lot of times it is, hey, I gave this, and I'm going to tell you how I want this spent. Right? So it is a, it, it's a gift with strings attached. And again, we're not giving it to wherever it is, whether it is to the church or to an individual, or to um, you know an organization, because there's a lot of great nonprofits out there. Um, some are definitely Christian, and some are just great nonprofits. But we need to realize God has given us the resources, and God is telling us where to give, and so we're giving it really to the Lord. And so it's not a, a gift with strings, and not a gift with hey, I want you to do this with my money, right? It's it's a gift to the Lord. And because of that, then you're going to receive your reward from the Lord and um, avoid those, those pitfalls. Because um, we, I'd re- I mean, for all of us, I want us to receive what God has for us much more than just the accolades of, of men. And um, you know, I, I mentioned uh, uh, um, you, you know, if if Bill Gates came in and, and gave a lot of money to the church and said, hey, you, um, one, you know, you, you all can do, I want you to build this, you know, and, 
and, and make it beautiful or build a new building or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is how I want you to preach, and this is what I want you to do, and this is how I, not, not so good, right? Like, no, uh, we'll just keep on going. Thank you very much. Um, good. I think I, I got through it. Um, so that's, that's your, your giving. And again, all of these, it's not just, you know, if, you, if, you, if giving isn't one of your top two or three, does not mean you shouldn't give, right? All of these, we should have some measure uh, that, we're, that we're functioning in all of them. Even if, you know, maybe it's your number seven, you still need to be functioning in some way in, in all of these gifts. Now then, um, administration or leadership. Um, so there, there's a couple of ways that this um, really manifests itself. And uh, so w when I think about leadership and, and, and administrations, uh, you know, a lot of, I don't know if you've been around some, um, you know, like, big wig uh, corporate execs or, um, you know, political figures, um, some of these folks, they, they couldn't administrate out of a paper bag. <laughs> they really, <laughs> some of them I think have a hard time getting dressed in the morning that, unless they have somebody to help them. Um, but I, I think, honestly, when I, when I think about them, I think it's, they have a leadership gift, but it, it works differently, Okay. It's kind of like this, and um, you know, in Acts six, the disciples are there, and um, there's there's a controversy growing about um, who's getting the the food, the the you know which you know the Hellenistic folks, Jews or the Jews, and, and uh, they said, look, folks, we need to concentrate on prayer and the in the word, so we're going to um, we're going to have people that have good gifts to do this for us so that we can concentrate in this other direction. Could the apostles have all done that? Yeah, I believe they could. They'd probably do a really good job and say, you get this, you get that, you sit there. You they could do it. But that wasn't the direction that God was having them go at the time. They needed some folks to come alongside of them that they could, um, first of all, they, they wanted to make sure, you know, they, they had some help in choosing the folks because they said, hey, I want you to put people who are full of the Spirit up for us, and, but then they laid their hands on them. They're the ones who said, okay, we are going to put these people up as, as um, and people assume they're deacons. It actually doesn't call them that. I didn't know that for years and years and years. Um, but we're going to put them forward as, as ministers in some way in order to take care of these, um, these needs. And so I think a lot of times you've got these, these folks, their leadership looks differently because they're much more the, the vision-type folks. Um, I don't know how many of you know this, but Ruth uh, used to work for the governor in, in Oklahoma, and she was one of his schedulers. And um, it was Frank Keating was, was the governor at the time, and um, they scheduled him in about eight-minute increments, I think, throughout the entire day. I mean, it was wake up around this time in the morning, you're going to have breakfast, you've got to be this place by this time, you've got to be this place by that time, you've got, you've got uh, you know, 
15 minutes to eat lunch here. You can, you can use the facilities at this time. I mean, it, it, I mean, it was, it was from, from the time he got up to the time he went to bed, they had him, had him scheduled. Boom, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. They, they had somebody that was there with him throughout the entire day that kept him on schedule. The, and, um, it, and it wasn't just, you know, scheduling, because he had a chief of staff that administrated everything for him. You know, he had legal counsel that, that helped with that. He had, he had a personal secretary, that, and then, like I said, then he had uh, someone, there was a, a young gentleman who was there with him all the time, who kept the schedule and said, you've got to be here, you're going to meet this person here, this is the person you need to talk to, and this is what you need to talk to them about. And I mean, throughout the entire day, in fact, I, I remember... Um, one time, uh, he was going to be going to a, a golf tournament in Tulsa. I believe it, it was a, a major championship. Uh, um, I believe it was the U.S. Open at the time. And uh, they, they had a saying, Frank Keating comes in a suit. And one of Ruth's jobs, because she took the schedule to the governor's mansion virtually every, every day after work. And it, her, it's her job to make sure he knew he was not to wear a suit to the golf tournament. You know, you, you should wear some slacks and a, and a golf shirt, but don't not, you're not wearing a suit to the golf tournament. And, um, I mean, it was, okay, he needed something. He had a, he had a big, big picture vision, and he needed people that came alongside and helped him with that, that big picture, right? And he, it was his job to, to initiate that and put the, the right, start to put the right people into place you know, with his chief of staff and with his legal counsel and with, um, you know, I want this person who, who could then administrate um, all those details so that he didn't have to think about the details. I mean, he didn't have to think really about what he was going to eat. You know, he didn't have to think about all these things because his job was to get that, that big picture. And, and let me tell you, he was, he was the life of the party. He, he, was, he was fun and funny and you could just sit down and he'd remember everybody's name and you know, walk up to you and say, "Hey, how you doing?" And good, good to see you, Ryan. And and uh, you know, really a, a great guy. But he could do that, I think, because that was his gift. Was more way up here, and he had good people around him that administrated all of the details. And you know, a lot of the these, a lot of these gifts over here, they need good administrators to come alongside so that they can focus on the word, focus on prayer. And a lot of the details, um, they could say, "Hey, here, take care of the details for me." You know, I, you know, me, I, this is what we're going to do. And go, but I don't know how to cook and plan a dinner. Could you just make it happen? Yeah, absolutely. Now, a lot of these um, administrators, uh, there's there's a negative side because again, we have to we have to make sure that we're laying. Uh, these things down before the Lord and being submitted to Jesus and to proper authority. Um, when I was uh, at, a, at a church in, in Oklahoma, the, um, the pastor, uh, he was getting, I don't want to say he was getting, uh, he was starting to think about retirement in, in you know, five or six years or something. And so um, he had a farm that he was, uh, he'd go out to. And um, one of his, what he wanted to do, he said, he is to bring somebody in to administrate everything in the church. So he could be thinking more about, you know, preaching and uh, about uh, his cows or his, you know, hay that he was doing. And um, 
so he, he brought in this administrator. And uh, right after the guy came in, several people came to him and said, this guy is out for you. And he didn't listen. And after a couple of years, this guy, and he, this guy did. He had, he had everything, you know, it's like one of those people who had a place for everything and everything in its place. And when you go into staff meeting, he, he brought in like 30 sheets of paper for everybody, you know, and he had, he had everything down to his science. But he was not submitted. He, was, he had his own agenda rather than the agenda of the Lord and of the pastor. And in fact, he wanted to get rid of the pastor and was just looking for a way to do so. And uh, after, after, I don't remember, it was a couple of three years, um, the pastor finally saw it and uh, got rid of him. But the, the um, honestly, the, the, uh, the damage had already been done. And um, he, when, when this guy left, uh, about half the staff left, and I think the pastor just finally said, I, I don't want to try to rebuild, and the church isn't, is not in existence today. But I believe a lot of that was, and, and God had his hand in all of it. You know, I think the Lord was, uh, you know, um, but a lot of that came because you had one of those gifts of administration, and I believe the person did have that gift. He was very, very good at putting everything into place and making sure all, all the little details were there, very, very detail-oriented. But he was not properly submitted, both to earthly authority and to heavenly authority. And because of that, um, just absolutely destroyed things. Um, so that's, you know, administrations are very, very, very needed. Um, but again, one of those gifts that you really, you know, it's uh, you have to be properly submitted because there's, um, with a lot... A lot of these, that, that negative, that with the administration, that negative thing, when you're given, when you're given authority, um, it can be uh, detrimental as well. All right, mercy. Mercy, mercy. Um, I think one of the... Um, a, a huge example of of mercy as uh, um, Mother Teresa, um, and when she uh, when she left eight uh, left to be home at eighteen to become a nun, she would never see her mother or her sister again. She she was in a um, uh, born into means and said, you know what, the only way for me to really get to these people and to um, minister to them is to be to be with them and it, it was her heart to just to give and to give and to give and to give and it was giving of her time a lot and her treasure um, but it was I'm going to give that time to minister to really the lowest of the low in her um, in her community, but you know, poor people with AIDS, people destitute, and she, she lived with them. But it was that it was that heart of mercy, because um, there's 
there's compassion and there's mercy. You know, compassion is um, you, you look you look at somebody that uh, let, let's say they they have um, uh, been working in a job for 20 years and all of a sudden the um, you know, something happens to that company and they're all of a, they're all of a sudden out of a job and they they can't get into something right away and you have compassion on them because out, out of no fault of their own you know they all of a sudden are you know without funds without what they need and that's compassion mercy though looks at somebody and says i don't care how you got into this circumstance you might have been doing drugs you might have you know lived a life of of wanton pleasure but you know what I'm going to love you, and I'm going to take care of you anyway. See the difference? Compassion is this person, you know, they, they, it was no fault of their own, so I'm going to love them, and I'm going to care for them. But then, you know, your compassion may come to an end when you realize, you know what, they brought them on themselves. Mercy is, um, I don't care how they got there, I'm going to love them and care for them. You know, God has infinite mercy with us. None, none of us deserve his grace. None of us deserve anything that he gives to us. None of us deserve eternal life, right? If we're, if we're about what we deserved, none of us would get any of it, right? But because of his mercy, he looks over what we deserve and ministers to us anyway. Okay? So it's more than compassion, it's mercy. And the, the people in those, with those mercy gifts look past why the, uh, somebody may need help. And they say, I'm going, I'm going to give them help anyway. Now, again, as we, we talked about a little bit before, those, those mercy gifts, you, you, um, you know, also with service, a lot of times, you need to really, really listen to the Lord. Because you don't want to short-circuit what God is doing, right? That's something that, uh, you know, as a, as a pastor and people who come for, for counseling, you have to really, really listen and say, okay, what's God doing with this person? Because you don't want to short-circuit something that God's doing. You, if, if they're going through a hard time, you know, because of our compassion and our, our mercy and our service, you're like, well, let me rescue you from that hard time. And all, sometimes it's, God doesn't want them rescued at that point. You know, it's, it, they're having to go through something in order to get to a place where God can use them further, okay? So it's listening to the Lord and saying, okay, where is this person and what do they need right now for me to give that mercy, to give that grace? Sometimes it is giving, 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 giving. And sometimes it's, I'm just going to sit with you and I'm, and, and I'm going to, if you need something, let me know. I'm just going to be with you. Call me when you are past this part, and I'll help you to the next part. Then don't call me again until you get to that. You know, it might be something totally different, but you need to really listen to the Lord so that you're not um, short-circuiting something that God is doing in, in the process. Okay? That's not that you're saying, you, it's not that you're not using mercy. You are. It's not that you're um, not giving. You, you are. But you need to really listen. How much do I give? How much do I... Um, how much do I help along so I'm, I am in, I'm helping up and not in, enabling a further um, 
like addiction or something that's that's going on in their life. So that's that's one of the areas. Um, I've also seen with with mercy and a negative side um, that uh, uh, someone with a, a mercy gift can be attracted to the wrong crowd. Um, I, I've seen this uh, that personally in, in some people in my life that I, I know um, that uh, they, they're very, very merciful. They will and, and have that giving gift part. They would, they'll give you the shirt off their back. They will, they will love. They will um, give, 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 but they'll be attracted. Because of that mercy gift, they'll, they'll be attracted to um, the wrong people. And because of that, if, if that's not in check, those wrong people will drag them into a lifestyle that they shouldn't be in. So you have to you have to have to watch that because, um, you know, if you if it becomes okay, I'm going to be with these people, it just can be really really good. Mother Teresa did right. I'm going to be with these people to minister to them. But if they are if you're with them and you're with the drug addicts, and all of a sudden they're saying, "Hey, why don't you take some?" I'm like, well, you know, I want to be with them. Why not? Yeah, don't do that. Okay, that's a bad you know, negative side of mercy. You, you need to minister, but don't don't let you know. Um, still maintain, if you will, maintain a a level of distance and integrity, so that you're doing the right thing. You're doing what God's having you to do, because it's very very easy to get sucked into the wrong side. Okay, if you're if you're ministering in that mercy gift. Okay, and that's um, that's just something you have to watch, and it's it's one of those things that I, I don't want to tell somebody not to be merciful. Praise God for mercy. Praise God for people with that mercy gift. You just have to be careful that you are always listening to the Lord and doing what the Lord's wanting you to do, rather than you can get into a, a, a bad situation in a hurry. Um, I I think I've got it. Yes, good. person who has mercy needs to exercise wisdom in their giving. Amen. Exactly. Let me repeat that for everyone at home. Um, uh, Tim was saying, do you, uh, asked, do you think a person who has a mercy gift really needs to walk in a, um, a, a spirit of wisdom or um, have the gift of, of wisdom? And, and absolutely. Um, I'm thinking also of discernment. You know, uh, wisdom and discernment, ab- absolutely for sure. Um, Tim Tim said they they had a, a guy um, said never never give cash to an addict. Um, you c- you can help them with the other ways. You know if you if you know if if they need food, get, bring him some food. Don't give him cash. The cash will go in the wrong spot. 
And so, yes, a lot of a lot of wisdom, a lot of discernment, and we're going to get into that as we talk more about the manifestation gifts and um, how those can interact and what which ones oftentimes will will come into those different um, gifts. But yeah, you know, I'm thinking you know with, with mercy for sure, the wisdom, the uh, wisdom discernment. But how great would would healing be with a mercy gift? You know. Faith. Oh, I, I can't imagine the faith it took Mother Teresa to walk out there and say, I'm going to live, I'm going to live with the, the life of these people. Um, Victor uh, Cruz um, told me about, it was last year when they were in, in New York, they were ministering to a bunch of homeless folks. Uh, did I share this in here? I don't think I did. No. Um, they were ministering to a bunch of, of, of the homeless. And... Um, uh, I think the guy he was with said, okay, you need to go meet that person there. And so he went, and the homeless guy just looked like as, as homeless as you can get. He went and started talking to him. So this is who we are. This is what we're doing. We're here to be ministers of Jesus. And, and the guy looks at him and said, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, thank, you for, thank you for being here. He said, I'm a pastor. And he said, I, he said all the, these people here... Um, that you're ministering to so need the gospel and I realized that and I realized the only way to be able to get to them would be to live with them and so I, I left everything I left left his church whatever to go and to live on the street with a, a bunch of people so he could minister the gospel to them mercy giving I'm going to be with these people, Victor said he he just broke down. <laughs> He's like I thought I he said I thought I was going. He said this guy went, right? He went to where the people were and where the need was with the gospel, and that's that's that that mercy gift and of giving and of healing and of um, you know compassion. All right? Any other? Thank you, Tim. Very good. Any other questions, comments? I realized um, last week I did not, um, uh, I didn't release these gifts um, from last week over everyone. So um, I want to uh, do that. I'm going to just release all of these over um, over everyone. So maybe you've got it already, uh, and I'm just going to you know, pray the Lord will give you an extra amount. Or maybe you're like, I don't know what my gifts are. Well. You're going to get released a bunch of gifts right now. And so um, the Lord, you, Lord's going to place those in you. And I'm going to also pray that the Lord will give you discernment and um, let you know exactly where your gifts lie so that um, you can begin to really develop those and begin to use those for his kingdom and his glory. Amen? So um, just... It, However it looks like for you, get in uh, an attitude to receive, all right, and receive, receive these, um, these gifts from the Lord. Lord, I thank you so much for uh, who you are. And Lord, thank you that you are a gift-giving God, that you give good gifts, good gifts to your kids. Lord, thank you that these gifts, that, that these motivational gifts, I believe that you've endowed us with them anyway. But Lord, I know that you want them to not just be a, a natural talent, that you want them to be spirit-enabled gifts that we can use for your glory and your kingdom. 
So right now, I release these gifts over this congregation, the gift of, of prophecy. Lord, let it come upon those here to, uh, and, and enable them in, in a, a, a higher degree than anything that they've been at before. Let the gift of prophecy rest here um, on the, this, uh, this body of believers. And, and Lord, service. Lord, I, I release the gift of service that the that people will begin to to serve with their time and with their um, hands and their feet and with their mouth, Lord, with with their um, their 